0: Hi, this is David Mattin and you're listening to the audio version of New World Same Humans number 29, published on the 9th of August 2020. You can find the links included in this instalment and a link to the text version on the New World Same Humans article page where this podcast is embedded. So, let's go. The world around us tends towards chaos. Meanwhile, we seek constantly to impose our structures on it. This week is all about a structured way of thinking about the future. More specifically, it's about three trends. Trends allow us to process and make sense of the changes we see around us. They do that by asking us to see that change through the lens of fundamental and unchanging human needs. Specifically, trends ask us to look at how change is unlocking new ways to serve those age-old human needs. Security, value, social connection and others. When that happens, when change unlocks new ways to serve basic needs, new human behaviours, habits and expectations are sure to follow. Below are three emerging trends that I've been tracking recently. I think each is powerful and will help shape the new world that lies ahead. And those three trends are truth verticals, an ecosystem of new armies in the information war. The represented self, live your best life because the machines are always watching. Silicon schools, big tech companies become the new Ivy League. Along with a brief explainer on each trend, I've also included two further thought starter sections implications are to help us think through the impact of this trend on the collective as society and ways of life in the years ahead opportunities are to help you think about how you can apply the trend to innovate and serve others often that means stepping back from the trend itself and thinking about how to serve the underlying expectation trends are interesting but they're also meant to be useful so read absorb, and then get to work. Truth verticals, an ecosystem of new armies in the information war. Human need, information. Amid the white noise of 2020, it's easy to forget that there's never been a time when truth was a simple matter. Disinformation, propaganda, fake news, they're eternal. Still, something is changing... For a precious while, liberal democracies were able to maintain a shared set of baseline values and expectations, policed by elites and gatekeepers, that ensured a relatively high standard of truthfulness in our public space. No doubt, that system is now diminished. A democratised media is great in many ways, but it means a million new voices, many of them willing to lie, some of them just plain crazy. Meanwhile, the most powerful country in the world will soon be China, a country whose leaders want to impose an alternate reality on their own citizens. Much journalism in Western countries is enfeebled by a broken, both-sides approach to balanced reporting, and deep fakes are set to make the truth even more slippery. So where next? In the 2020s, part of the answer will be a rearguard action among those determined to reinvigorate a shared culture of truth and evidence. Expect communities to form around subject-specific truth verticals where people will come together to fight disinformation and find new and compelling ways to disseminate the truth. Those communities will take inspiration from the dreams of the early internet pioneers for a cyberspace outside the bounds of corporate control, truly democratic and mutually empowering. Wikipedia, the last remaining internet giant that can claim to have emerged out of that dream, has proven the power of volunteer information warriors. The new truth verticals will put emerging tech to use to identify deepfakes, and they'll find compelling new stories to tell that make the truth shareable, inspired by projects such as the long-established Our World in Data. In recent months, the UN has sought to build its own volunteer truth vertical around the coronavirus, but expect an ecosystem of peer-led, decentralised communities to bloom in the years ahead. Implications Pros What's not to like about a set of peer-led communities vigorously advocating for the truth? Cons Who funds these truth verticals? Maybe they run on donations like Wikipedia. Who ensures they really are telling the truth? If people increasingly look to peer-led communities for accurate information, what happens to traditional journalism? Opportunities The information chaos is real and only set to intensify. People will embrace platforms, tools and communities that can help them find a way through it. What issues are you and your organisation trusted on? Could you bring a truth vertical together and empower them to do their work or partner with one that's already growing? The represented self. Live your best life because the machines are always watching. Basic needs, security, personalization, value. We live in a set of overlapping spaces, social, economic, creative, and we've become accustomed to the idea that many of those spaces are shaped by algorithms. But this is still day zero. In the years ahead, algorithms will proliferate through our societies in new ways, making decisions that impact our lives and even shaping our experiences of the physical environments we inhabit. One important consequence, we'll become expert in the practice of the represented self, modifying our behaviours to present our best, most authentic self to our machine observers or to hide from them. Right now, it's the hiding or cloaking that's getting most attention. See new tools such as forks, which allow users to cloak their pictures against online facial recognition algorithms. Or the physical world equivalent, these T-shirts that make wearers invisible to facial recognition on the street. What next? Across the last decade, we've been schooled in a strange new behaviour, the presentation of our best selves, the self we feel is most authentically us, to online algorithms which judge us mercilessly. Think how you aim to create photos that will please the Instagram algorithm, or how you teach Spotify about your taste in music. Now... Just as we've seen cloaking move from online to real world, so too will this form of the represented self. New forms of real world algorithmic judgment will mean new motivations to continually present and represent our best selves to the machines we know are watching think about how amazon is now rolling out ai to monitor staff behavior in its fulfillment centers or how cars will soon make continual judgments of driver mood and attention and change the interior conditions accordingly your car workplace or local shopping center could be next sounds creepy at the logical conclusion of this trend lies China's emerging social credit rating system, which will leverage facial recognition and AI to continually judge and rate the trustworthiness of all citizens. Implications. Pros. Amazing new kinds of algorithmic personalization. Value judgments that are more fair because they're not made by a single flawed biased human. Cons. How long have you got? Who owns all the data and what do they do with it? What happens to privacy? AIs are also biased. Continually presenting our best selves to algorithms will be exhausting. Opportunities. This trend will deepen expectations for services and real-world experiences that are personalised and responsive. What do those expectations mean when they bump up against what you do? How can you offer new forms of personalization? It doesn't have to be algorithmic. Silicon schools. Big tech companies become the new Ivy League. Basic needs, self-improvement, value. Last week in New World Same Humans number 28, I wrote about the coming apart at the seams of higher education. For years now, a whole range of forces, cost and information abundance, the most important among them, have been tearing traditional universities apart. The pandemic has set that mixture on fire. A connected world had already turned information into the air we breathe and assembled the world's best lecturers inside the YouTube app. Now Harvard wants to charge full fees next academic year, even though all classes will be online. That's $50,000 plus a year for Zoom classes. Some people aren't going to buy it, literally. 20% of this year's freshman class has deferred. The future is open, but the fundamental human impulse towards self-improvement means that education will always be a highly valued good. So one part of what's next, I think iconic tech corporations will move in on territory currently owned by prestigious universities. And they'll do that by offering degree equivalent education experiences delivered by superstar lecturers at a lower cost to the student. This week, Google launched a range of new courses that its recruiters will now consider equivalent to a four-year degree. Subjects include data science, project management and UX design. Will Apple and Facebook be next? Both corporations already have secretive universities dedicated to educating their own employees. Big tech companies have the money, the intellectual depth and the need. They are engaged against one another in an endless war for talented young people. That means it's hard to see the other fang companies sitting back and letting Google ride this alone. If Apple, for example, deploys part of its vast cash store, $192 billion at the last count, to create a university, it can compete in the talent war and spin a great story to the world about social responsibility. A host of startups are also playing in this space, including the Lambda School for Coders and On Deck, which styles itself as an MBA alternative for founders. But as those startups grow, the Fang will seek to crush them and move in on the talent. Should we let it happen? Implications, pros, A more diverse higher education ecosystem is probably a good thing. Lower cost programs could mean improved access to higher education. Cons. Big tech companies such as Google and Facebook now wield a new form of socio-corporate power that we don't really understand. Do we really want them to eat more of the public sphere? If they do, and other new players increasingly focus on STEM and vocational training, what happens to the humanities? opportunities. If you're the CEO of a FANG, you know what to do. For the rest of us, the underlying forces at work here, that is the disruption of education, still presents opportunities. What knowledge, skills and expertise do others seek that you and your organisation can share? Build a powerful community around content, courses and hands-on contact. Time to build. So there we have it. Three powerful trends that I think will shape the strange decade that lies ahead of us. Remember, trends mean little if you don't use them. How can you apply these trends to create something of value to others? And last, take with you the underlying framework that informs all trends. That's a changing world and basic human needs. Look for change, and that often means new technologies that is unlocking new ways to serve fundamental needs and you'll start to spot trends of your own. Thanks so much for listening this week. Together, we in the New World Same Humans community are on a journey to understand our shared future. And more than that, this community is for those on a mission to help build that future, whether you're a founder, innovator, product designer, marketer, policymaker or much else besides... New World Same Humans wants to provide content and tools that will help you sharpen yourself and enable you to think more clearly about the trends reshaping the decades ahead. There's one thing you can do to help, and that's bring more great people to the club. So if you found today's instalment useful please forward the email to one person, a friend, family member or colleague who'd also enjoy it or share New World Same Humans across one of your social networks and let people know why you find the newsletter valuable. All you have to do is navigate back to the article page where this podcast is embedded and hit the share button. But that's more than enough from me for this week. I'll be back next Sunday. Until then, be well.